of the Piccolo Pod Squad. Now let's go inside and see who is here today. Let's get this Piccolo Pod underway. Hello, Piccolo Pod Squad. Coming up on this episode, Percy Piccolo has got his work cut out with his useless contestants on the game show, What's That Noise? We'll be digging down into Dr. Von Piccolo's latest experiment. We'll check in with Sad Dad, who's definitely not an early riser. Noah Notalot's teaching in his classroom about the king of rock and roll. But is he the king of the classroom? We've got a birthday shout out for a Piccolo Pod Squad member. And over in the Patreon zone for you lucky Piccolo Pod Squad subscribers, there's I here with my little ear where we'll be investigating a jaw-dropping instrument. And also Mr. Piccolo's bedtime story. And as well as that, we'll find out what Mr. Piccolo's been up to in the Piccolo Pod blog. That's all coming up in this episode's Piccolo Pod! Let's get this Piccolo Pod underway. Ah, hello, Piccolo Pod Squad. I'm in the studio today at the Piccolo Pod headquarters. I'm having a brainstorming meeting with Anthony Pickapologist, trying to work out where we're going to take the podcast in the future. Say hello to the listeners, Anthony. Mr. Piccolo turns to face me and gives me a command. He wants me to say hello to the Piccolo Pod Squad listeners. Hello. Okay, that was a bit weird. But anyway, let's go down the Piccolo Pod auditorium and join Percy Piccolo for the game show. What's that noise? It's time for 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 what's that noise now? Please welcome your host, Percy Piccolo! It's time for what's that noise? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome along to What's That Noise? The game show where you have to guess what the noise is. It sounds relatively simple, doesn't it? But it's not, because these two contestants aren't very good. Shall we meet them now? First up, it's Clever Trevor. Hello, Percy. You're looking very dapper today, Trevor. Have you bought some new clothes? No, it's just that they're clean on. I did a wash the other day. I put them all in a saucepan and then put the lid on. And then cooked them for 45 minutes, and then, you know, they're all clean. What? Why don't you just use your washing machine? Uh, I don't think I've got one. I'm sure you have, Trevor. You know the big white machine with the round door in your kitchen? Oh, you mean my potato peeler? What? Yeah, I think you're talking about my potato peeler. I put them in the big door, then close the door and set the cycle to about 30 minutes, and then when the potatoes come out, there's no skin on them anymore. Why don't you just use your potato peeler to peel your potatoes? I do. No, not your washing machine. I mean, like an actual potato peeler. It's like a knife that's got some slots in it so you can peel the skin off really easily. Oh, you mean my saucepan scraper? I use that to scrape the wax off the inside of my saucepan. What? Why have you got wax in your saucepan? To heat my beans. But you just use it. Oh, forget it, Trevor. Now, shall we see who Trevor's playing against today? It's our very own Elaine the Brain. Hello, Percy. You know, my outfit today is fresh from Marrakesh. Oh, you've been to Marrakesh recently, have you, Elaine? Oh, yes. And you bought this lovely outfit from there? No. I do my washing in Marrakesh. You go to Marrakesh just to wash your clothes? Oh, yes. All my clothes that say wash at 40 degrees, I pack them in a suitcase, and when I've got enough, I pop over to Marrakesh and wash them. No, 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 Elaine, the label on the inside of your clothes, when it says wash at 40 degrees, it means you set your washing machine to 40 degrees. It doesn't mean you have to travel to a country that's 40 degrees in temperature to wash your clothes there. Oh, Percy, Percy, Percy. 
Percy, you do tickle me. I'm being serious, Elaine. Are you? So you mean I don't have to go to Norway to do my cold wash? No! <sighs> and that's our contestants, everybody. Now, shall we get on with it? What time is it? It's time for What's That Noise? Fingers on the buzzers. Play along at home. What's that noise? Let's hear it one more time. Clever Trevor, what do you is think? Is it the sound of a fish drowning? What did you say? Is it the sound of a fish drowning? I go to the free zoo quite a lot. You mean the pet shop? And I see all those poor fish flapping around in the water drowning. Trevor, you know fish live in water, don't you? Oh, do they? But then how do they breathe? Well, I'm not sure this is the right time to be going into this, Trevor. But if you must know, they pass water in through their mouths and it comes out of their gills and they absorb the oxygen that is dissolved in the water. Now, that sounds very complicated. Not for a Fish it's not. And it's the wrong answer. Hello, the brain. What have you got for me? Well, I've got an answer for you, haven't I? How could I hear it? What, now? Now, let's sit down and have a cup of tea and a lemon tart, and then you can tell me in half hour. Yeah, I'm up for that. Really? No, I want your answer now. Oh, OK. That is the sound of a pig jumping in a puddle. Can pigs jump? Oh, yes, Percy. I've seen it on a documentary. Really? Yes, the documentary crew follow these four pigs around. There's a mummy pig and a daddy pig. Pig and two little children pigs called Pepper and George. Lane, that's not a documentary. And at the end of every programme, they jump up and down in muddy puddles. It's so fascinating to see what wild pigs get up to. But they're not wild pigs. Oh, forget it. It's the wrong answer. Trevor, what's your answer? Uh, it's more of a question, really. When are we stopping for that cup of tea and a lemon tart? There is no cup of tea and lemon tart. I was being facetious. What? You was doing an impression of the Chinese philosopher? No, that's Confucius. I said facetious. Was facetious his brother? No. Facetious means being deliberately flippant at a serious issue. And how does that affect me getting my cup of tea and lemon tart? Forget about the cup of tea and the lemon tart. Have you got an answer for us? Uh, no, I didn't actually have one prepared, uh, but I could think of one. Well, whenever you're ready, we've got all the time in the world. Oh, OK, I'll take my time. I'm being facetious again, Trevor. We don't have all the time in the world. Can you just say... What's your answer? Is it, um... Is it a cup of tea being poured to go with a lovely lemon tart? Uh, no. Hello, have you got anything sensible for us? Well, it's definitely something watery, isn't it? Yes, I think that's pretty obvious. Well, I think I have the right answer then. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. And are you going to tell me what that answer is? What now? Now, let's just all go back to my house and have a pyjama party and then you can answer the question in the morning. But my pyjamas are still in the fridge. Why are your pyjamas in the fridge? Oh, forget it. I think he's being Confucius, Trevor. It's facetious. But the answer's facetious. Is the answer facetious? No, will everybody just Stop. Elaine, you said you had something watery for us. What is your answer? A cucumber. What? Everybody knows that a cucumber is 96% water. Crucially, though, a cucumber is still a solid object, isn't it? So what is your point? Well, the sound we're trying to guess doesn't sound like something solid, does it? You know, the human brain is made up of about 80% water. But I think in your two cases, it's closer to 99%. It's the wrong answer. Trevor, I really hope this isn't another inquiry into the cup of tea and the lemon tart. Ah... Uh. This is awkward. Have you actually got an answer, Trevor? Uh, no. <gasps> Why do I bother? 
Trevor? You know fish? Yes. Why don't they wear trunks? Because they're fish, Trevor, and they don't live by the same ethical principles as a human. Helene, save me from Trevor's mind. So we've established it's something watery. I think we've covered that point, yes. And it sounds like there's something lapping at the water there. Oh, hello. Yes, we're getting somewhere here. Yes, carry on, carry on. So there's only one thing it can be. Is this the moment Elaine wins the Super Deluxe Caravan? That is the sound of a giraffe drinking out of a bath. No, of course it's not. Why would we have the sound effect of a giraffe drinking out of a bath? But you know what? You're not too far off, Elaine. Is there a bear drinking a cup of soup? No, think more simple. A mouse drinking out of a thimble. A little bit bigger. A diplodocus drinking a dirty chai latte. A lot smaller. An ant. No. A flea. No. A mosquito. Bigger, Elaine, bigger. A fat elephant drinking a can of Coke. No. Oh, and that sound means we're out of time. Audience at home, did you get it right? Of course. It was a dog drinking some water. I'll see you next time, Piccolo Pod Squad, for more What's That Noise? You're listening to highlights of the Piccolo Pod. If you'd like to hear more, there's a whole back catalogue of content over on the Patreon app. Subscribe for £4 a month and become a Piccolo Pod Squad member. You get to appear on the Piccolo Pod, get a birthday shout out, and it's all advert free. I do feel sorry for Percy Piccolo sometimes. He really does have it tough with those contestants, doesn't he? (gasps) We see Mr Piccolo showing some empathy, understanding what another person is experiencing within their frame of reference. Are you going to do this for the whole podcast? He now turns his attention to me in a more confrontational manner. Like all humans, Mr Piccolo is complex. I'm not complex. It's just a bit weird someone narrating everything that I do. Can't we just have a normal conversation? Mr Piccolo defends his honour. And yes, we can have a normal conversation. Ah, good. Well, let me just put Dr Von Piccolo on for the listeners so we can discuss the future of the podcast. Mr Piccolo reaches for the button and presses play. Welcome along to Dr. Von Piccolo's Science Laboratory. Today, our experiment will be making the flight of the plane the thing of the past. And not only making the travel quickly, 
but also cutting down on the emission gases. Now, as we all know, Australia is the most longest of all the flights. But when my experiment is the success, there shall be no more flights to Australia. Now, what I propose is to build the biggest tunnel in the world ever, which will go straight through the middle of the earth and come out at the other end in Australia. And all the passengers will have to do is jump into the hole and come out of the other end. Simple. Now, when planning this experiment, my first job was to decide where to dig the hole. And I decided I shall do it right here in the laboratory, below Zafit. Now, after the consultation of the council, they informs me that there are some very highly flammable gas pipes right below us. So I need to navigate around them and once I have successfully done that, we shall be travelling to Australia in no time. I have here's my big drill and then all I need is a hammer and a very keen ear. Now I shall bang the floor with the hammer and with my highly trained ear I shall be able to locate the gas pipes that we need to avoid. I shall now hit the floor with the hammer. Stand back, stand back. Yes, that is fine. I shall put a white cross on there. Okay, stand back, stand back. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, also is fine. Put a chalky cross on there. Okay. Yeah, that is good. Now, you won't be able to hear the difference between the frequencies, but with my highly trained ear, I can hear where the gas pipes are. Okay, I shall try here. Stand back, stand back, wait. Ah, I have located the gas pipes, and I shall put the big red cross just there. Now, all I need to do is drill on the white cross, and we shall be in Australia by dinner time. Okay, stand back, stand back, wait, wait, I shall now start the drill. Just wait, wait, it's a little temperamental. Okay. Ah, there we go. Now, I shall aim the drill at the white cross and the tunnel shall begin. Stand back, stand back. Okay, wait, wait. Here we go. Aiming and... I think I may have punctured very slightly the gas pipe. Next week, I shall be unveiling my newest invention, a steam-powered television. I am Dr. Von Spiccolo, the greatest scientist the world has ever seen. Does anybody have the broom? Dr. 
Dr. Von Piccolo's a lovely man, but I'm not sure science is his strong point. Here we see Mr. Piccolo handing out sly insults to his fellow colleagues in order to show his authority and let everybody know who is the leader of the Piccolo Pod pack. No, that's not right. I'm just stating facts. Every experiment he does ends in disaster. He digs in his defiant heels as he knows any sign of weakness and his rivals will strike. Rivals? There's no rivals on the Piccolo Pod. We're all good friends and happy. Well, other than sad dad.
hours and hours of all your favourite characters. Ask your mummy or daddy to sign up for £4 a month and become a Piccolo Pod Squad member. old sad dad. I think he needs cheering up. <gasps> we see Mr Piccolo showing a more caring side to his colleagues. Does this 52-piece orchestra follow you around wherever you go? Yes, they do. They follow me when I go shopping. They're there behind me when I take out the recycling. But things become a little bit more cramped when it's time for me to take a shower. 52 people in a shower sounds like a world record. It's actually 53, including me, Mr Piccolo. Ah, yes. I'm not very good at maths. I'll tell you who else isn't good at maths. No, and not a lot. OK, Toothseek, just find down, please. Toothseek, we have some quiet, please. Your teacher is here. Mr Not-A-Lot is in the building. Toothseek. Toothseek, can we be quiet, please? Toothy, 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 my cat, Mr. Tiddywinkles, may be lactose intolerant, and I was up very late last night googling what creams are dairy free. Now, can we please be quiet? Thank you. It turns out lactose intolerant cats is not a thing, and he just had a furball, which is frustrating because I've just ordered 24 litres of dairy free cream. Now, if everybody has their exercise books out, we shall begin today's lesson. Today, we are learning about Elvis Presley. But before we do that, let's listen to some of his music. Now, for copyright reasons, I can't play you actual Elvis songs. But I have brought my guitar with me here today, and I shall perform one for you. So this is an example of an Elvis Presley song called Always On My Mind. Maybe I didn't treat you quite as good as I should have. Who's talking? Maybe I didn't love you quite as often as I could have. Little things I should have said and done and that never took the time. You were always on my mind. You were always on my mind. Well, thank you to the five of you at the front there who clapped for me. So what was on Elvis's mind? Well, he was known as the king of rock and roll. And when his six wives didn't like his music, he would chop their heads off. Sir? Yes, what is it, Longbottom? I think you're thinking of the king of the Tudors, Henry VIII. He had six wives. Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll, he only got married once to Priscilla Presley. Let me just check my notes here, Longbottom. Oh, yes, Elvis Presley was the king of rock and roll. I imagine Henry was one of his backing singers. No! Henry VIII was born in 1491! Ah, well then maybe Henry VIII was not friends with Elvis Presley. Now Elvis had a few hits records. His most popular one was a song called Oliver's Army. Sir! Yes, Longbottom! I think you're confusing your Elvises. Oliver's Army was a hit for Elvis Costello in 1979. Elvis Presley never sang that song. Ah, it's an easy mistake to make. 
Elvis's biggest hits were called things like Fix You, Yellow, Viva La Vida and Clocks. No, that's Coldplay. Is it? I like them. Elvis had an incredible 114 top 40 hits, including songs like Heartbreak Hotel, Hound Dog, Can't Help Falling in Love, Love Me Tender, All Shook Up, Jailhouse Rock, Are You Loathsome Tonight and Suspicious Minds. Yes, I think Longbottom might be right there. And let's not forget A Sky Full of Stars. No, that's Coldplay. Is it? Oh, I like them. Now, in 1853, Elvis moved to a country called Las Vegas, and there he worked as a labourer, paving the streets with gold. Sir, Elvis wasn't alive in 1853. Wasn't he? Let me just check my notes there. And Las Vegas isn't a country, it's a city in America. Is it? Oh, I didn't know that. And he never worked as a labourer. His only job, other than being a musician, was when he joined the army. Oh, well, you learn something new every day. And the streets aren't paved with gold. Aren't they? He did, however, go to Las Vegas in 1969 and played 57 shows over four weeks. Let me just do the math on that. That's, um... That's... That's, uh... Um... Uh... That's one show every week. No, he did at least two shows every day. Well, I'm not here to teach you maths. Music is my expertise. Now, Elvis had two hamsters called Ben and Jerry. And when he stopped recording music, he turned his attention to making ice cream. No, he didn't. Will you stop interrupting me, please, Longbottom? I'm trying to conduct a lesson here. But, sir, Elvis died in 1977 and Ben and Jerry's ice cream didn't go into production until 1978. I have to say, I'm a very big fan of the Netflix and chill flavour. Okay, class, I hope you've learned something today about Elvis Presley. I shall see you next week. Longbottom, stay behind, please. Yes, what is it, sir? So let me get this right. Elvis is the singer out of Coldplay. No! But he must have been a fan of Coldplay. Coldplay weren't around in his time. I've got to go, sir. Ah, I see. Henry VIII was Coldplay's singer. I sometimes think Noah Not-A-Lot might be better off going back to school himself. And before you say anything, Anthony Pick Apologist, that's not me having a go at him. He's just a little bit useless as a teacher. Here again, we see Mr Piccolo hiding his own insecurities by lashing out at fellow members of the herd. Though, on this occasion, I think he may be right. Noah Not-A-Lot knows not a lot. He's a lovely chap, though. I'll get on well with him. Now, Anthony Pick Apologist, I've got a very important job that needs an authoritative voice to announce it. I think you're just the man for the job. Delegating menial tasks to the tribe is all part of being a great leader. And once again, Mr Piccolo here shows his ability to lead. Here, just read off this. <clears throat> Today is a very special day for one of our Piccolo Pod Squad members. Would everybody please be upstanding for Freddy from Radwell's birthday? Hello, 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 and welcome along to the birthday shout-outs for our Piccolo Pod Squad members. Now, let's sing a very special song for a very special person. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. 
Patreon subscribers will be off to the Patreon Zone, where we'll be investigating a very unusual instrument. And there's also Mr. Piccolo's bedtime story, as well as his Piccolo Pod blog. If you want to be a Piccolo Pod Squad member and appear on the podcast, get a grown-up to sign up on the Patreon app. And don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast, and give us a five-star rating and review. Thanks! Line. Mr. Piccolo and all his friends would ask one thing of you. Like and subscribe and tell your friends and maybe write a really nice review.